Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening around the world. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Alexander, and you're listening to another episode of Ivy Exec Insights, a weekly podcast brought to you by Ivy Exec, an elite network of global thought leaders. You can visit us and join our growing executive network at ivyexec.com. The topic of today's episode is network effectively with this three-layer model despite fear, led by Ivy Exec's very own senior career advisor, Anastasia Gavrilovich. Anastasia is a senior career advisor who worked with more than 1,000 clients, ranging from entry level to the C-suite across various industries. She helps clients learn how to embark on their job search in the most effective way. In this session, we will discuss three layers of networking, how to become comfortable with networking, as well as how to change the way you think about networking. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Thank you for attending. This is a topic that I'm very, very passionate about, and I'm sure you are interested in in learning more about networking. Um, So when it comes to the feeling that we have when we network, that is something that I want to start with today. Most people do share with me that they feel uncomfortable when it comes to networking, that uh, they're not sure how to do it, or they're not even sure what networking is all about. Sometimes when I would talk to a client and I would just ask them, So have you been networking? Have you been reaching out to your contacts? Sometimes someone would just ask me, does that mean if I'm talking to recruiters? And today I want us to cover all of that. I want us to go through the entire process and the three-layer model. And then, of course, any questions that you might have. So everything uh, will be very clear and streamlined for for anyone to follow. Um, So just to start off, uh, I did do a bit of research, of course, and according to a study done by Harvard Business School, professional networking can make people feel uncomfortable, inauthentic, and as asking for favors. And what we hear a lot from people working with people, whether you're a career coach, an HR person, a recruiter, is I hate networking. I don't I don't see why I need to do it. What is networking all about? And I do talk to clients on a daily basis. And based on everything that I've learned just talking to people that are executive level professionals is that it always does come down to to networking. Um, Let's imagine a scenario that is very realistic to me. Um, We have an executive with 20 plus years of experience. They have a successful career behind them. Uh, a lot of achievements and results, and now they're struggling to find another role and they feel ready for it. They feel like their knowledge is current and they're more than qualified, but somehow they're not able to, to get that role for a year or more. If that's the case, then it mostly does come down to networking because you have a great resume, a great LinkedIn, you have all the results needed, all the skills needed, but you might not be as visible as you want to be in order to, to achieve that goal. And 
networking uh, is all about visibility. And that is what I want to change for you today. I want to change the way that you think of networking. Networking is not just pitching yourself and it's not about asking for favors. Networking is thinking about what you have to offer and not what you're asking for. Just a second, I'm having some uh, messages coming through. Sorry about that, I am in the office. Um, so networking is actually helping people out. And I do understand that that may seem um, different from anything that you've heard in the past. But let's say you're an expert in the field. You're an excellent professional. You always provided great results for any company you worked for. And now you're looking for work. What you essentially are offering is your service, your value, and your knowledge. And you're offering a company a chance to work with you. Uh, and they, they might benefit greatly from it. Let's say you're someone who has opened markets, um, increased revenues, reduced costs, you have a successful career behind you. And now you're talking to someone who might have an opportunity for you, but you're not sure. And you feel like you're asking them for a favor. You're actually offering service. You're, uh, you're offering help to them and to their company. And it doesn't matter if you're promoting yourself, if you're promoting your business, if you're hiring for your company and you're promoting a company that you work for, you know some things that nobody else does. And that knowledge could be very valuable to someone else. That is what you want to focus on. If someone is networking and they focus on offering value and what they can give instead of what they can get, that is where we really start networking effectively because people can feel when you're authentic. They can feel when you're interested in a conversation with them, when you have that genuine interest and you want to learn more about them, about their company, uh, about the product, whatever it may be. People can feel that. And that is what we want to achieve. Networking and, and, and talking to people uh, in a professional setting isn't that different than talking to people in, in your personal life. People can always feel when you're authentic, when you're genuine, and when you want to have that conversation, and when you're perhaps there and feeling out of place and not sure what to do, or you just uh, learned your elevator pitch, uh, because I see a lot of that advice online, just practice your elevator pitch. Practice your elevator pitch, and when you go to a networking event, just repeat it to, to everyone. And I would stay off that. I would uh, focus on asking questions, listening actively, um, showing that interest, and then offering help or focusing on what you can give. Perhaps you can't help that person with that specific 
challenge or problem that they share with you, or let's say they're hiring for an IT project manager, and you might not know the person, but you know someone who knows the person, that is still offering value and that is still providing help. And people, as as we are, we tend to be grateful for that and we tend to want to help in return. So what what you would actually do in order to network effectively, you would start helping other people out, you would start offering value and your knowledge, and then they would uh, feel that they want to do that in return, and they would keep you in mind because they had a genuine conversation um, with you. And I know that networking isn't for everyone. We have, you know, salespeople who are extroverted and they like to talk and they like to present. And then we have a lot of introverts as well. And, and I talk to them on a daily basis and I see and I see you if, if you're out there looking at me right now. It can be difficult, but it doesn't have to mean that you will not be good at it even if you don't feel right away like you can do it. You can still practice, and it does come down to practice. Um, And then you will start to feel a bit more relaxed when you do it. You would be able to show a bit more about about yourself, your career, your personality, and you will start offering help and advice. And that is how you will start expanding your network because your network doesn't have to be just your previous colleagues or alumni. It can, anyone can be a part of your network. People that you meet on an airplane, if you just have a genuine conversation and you end up in a similar industry or a similar place, people that you meet uh, during a webinar, an online event, your network can be a whole lot of different people from different settings that could help you the next time you are looking for a role or a, uh, or let's say just a client. Networking is such a vast field that it it can't just mean one thing. It means so many things. And just coming back to what I already said, it's all about being visible. And in 2022, we do have one advantage that people didn't have just 20 years ago. We have online presence, we have social media, and we have LinkedIn. And using LinkedIn for networking is pretty effective because it keeps you visible. Whatever you do on LinkedIn, whether it's sharing unique content, whether it's resharing posts that are relevant to your field, or you're just uh, attending online events, having conversations with people, even liking and commenting other people's posts, All of that is increasing your visibility because let's think about it. How many times did we see unknown names on on our homepage on LinkedIn because they liked a post from one of our contacts? We can now see that person. So what that basically means for us is that an entire network of people can see you once you comment or like someone's posts. And keeping it relevant is very important. Let's say you're a marketing professional, 
you want to um, always talk about marketing. You want to share content from from relevant pages. You want to talk about it in conversation. You want to attend online events, and you want to be an expert on LinkedIn that is familiar to other people. And then when a recruiter is looking for a marketing executive, someone just might mention your name. And that is how you get that that first step, that initial interest. And then of course you can you can take it from there. Now, if I haven't convinced you so far, I do have some statistics that I'm hoping will will change your mind in case you're still not convinced that you want to or should network. Uh, well, the first part is very intriguing and it was even to me when I found out. Only 30% of the roles out there, of all the jobs that exist, only 30% of them are advertised online. And 70% of the jobs are nowhere visible unless you are networking and unless you have someone to refer you or connect you with, let's say, that hiring manager. So that means that more than half of all of the jobs out there and more than half of the jobs that would perhaps be a great match for you and that you would excel at are not even visible to you if you're not networking. That to me alone is is just an astounding fact that would make me go to LinkedIn right now and, and share a post because I want to start. I want to be able to see all of those jobs that are somewhere but not visible online. Um, the second number that might convince you again is that 85% of all vacancies are filled through referrals and connections. That isn't 100%, but it's, it's very close. So we only have 15% that are not filled through vacancies. And when we talk about numbers for online applications, we usually have a lot of people to, to apply for the same role. And only 15% of the roles will, will be hired to if you if you apply online, only 50% of the roles are available to you because 85% will already be filled through connections and referrals. So that is just one other amazing number that makes us think about how we can network uh, today. Um, some further stats, 67% uh, uh, of employers and recruiters did confirm that the hiring process to referrals is much shorter and much less expensive, and they do prefer it. And um, I do, uh, again, want to talk about LinkedIn because a LinkedIn survey showed that over 70% of participants were hired by a company where they had a connection. So they had a connection on LinkedIn. They reached out to that person. They made this themselves visible and then they applied and it still had results. It had better results than if, we're, if you were just to apply online and be one amongst 100, 150 other candidates that are resumes, uh, a lot of different documents that hiring managers need to take a look at, 
And based on everything that, that we know today, all of the research that I found and based from you know, talking to hiring managers, the initial screening of your resume is less than 10 seconds. So what we're basically hoping for when we're not networking, we'll, we're hoping for one document and 10 seconds to pitch us enough, to sell us enough for us to get that role. And that is really the case. Even when you have a perfect resume, it's very difficult for one paragraph or, or a couple of bullet points to, to get that for you. And that is why sharing through conversation, having, um, while well, maintaining, having and maintaining relationships with your contacts is very, very important. You can share much more. You can make your achievements very visible on LinkedIn and through conversation. And then once you submit your resume, your resume is just one element that needs to be there. It's not um, holding everything together for you in order to get that role. It's just one small element that you need to, to send over, but they already maybe decided to, to go with you. All right, so when it comes to stats, I only have one left for you. Hopefully you're, you're, you like numbers as much as I do. 77% of recruiters actively use LinkedIn to find potential candidates. 77%, again, that's a lot. So that means that when you're visible on LinkedIn, when you have a, a network in place and when you're active, a recruiter just might notice you and LinkedIn can help you land your role even before you apply for it. And when it comes to senior um, level professionals, leaders, executives, C-suite, those types of roles have to be filled through referrals and connections. They hold a lot of responsibility Companies want someone they can trust. They don't want to share the fact that they're looking for a CFO online, perhaps. So when it comes to that level, then all of these percentages would would increase. And you are attending an Ivy Exec webinar. Most of our clients are executive level professionals. So that number is all about you. You want to make sure that that those numbers are working for you and not against you. All right. So if if these numbers don't convince you, I do hope that it will uh, start the thinking process because now what I want to want to share with you is a very simple three-step process for you to, to start networking today, um, ideally. So the three-layer model that we uh, named our webinar after uh, is just taking it step by step. So let's say you decided to find another role or simply browse through and see what's out there. The first step should always be reaching out to your first circle, your close relationships. And that can even be 
your family, your friends, your neighbors, so some of your personal connections, even when they're not in the same industry, maybe they know someone who, well, let's say you, your neighbor is a graphic designer and they work in a company that needs an IT project manager and you're an IT project manager. So that should always be the first step. Reaching out to people that you already trust, that you can have open conversations with, and that know that you are capable, of course, for the role that know they know all of your achievements and all of your successes. So your close personal relationships should be the first step. And then right here in this circle still, your close professional relationships. So when I say close, that means that it's not someone who you haven't talked to in a couple of years, or perhaps you were um, great when you worked together in a company, but you haven't talked to them in a while. So those are not your close professional relationships. Your close professional relationships are people that you stay in contact with, that you, um, you know, congratulate when they get a new role and you are keeping them in your loop and they're keeping you in their loop. That is your first circle. And that is where most people already have results. Just in that first layer, in that first circle, most people already have results because starting one conversation can start another one and another one, and even your close professional relationships can introduce you to someone else, which would be a secondary contact. But when it comes to you, you already have someone who is vouching for you and who knows you. So it's as good as the part of the, the circle, so to speak. So that is the first step. And that is what you want to do right when you decide to go for uh, another full-time role, a contract role, consulting work, whatever it may be. So once you go over that thoroughly and reach out to everyone in your close circle, your first circle, then we go to the second layer. The second layer does include your other professional relationships, your previous colleagues, bosses, clients, and your LinkedIn network as well. So people that you might uh, have worked it in the past uh, for for a short period of time, and then you haven't kept in touch, but you did add them on, on LinkedIn as well. So this is the second layer and the second step. And reaching out to these contacts might look a bit different than, um, than in the close circle, of course, you wouldn't be as open uh, when it comes to sharing everything that that comes to mind uh, with this new role, whatever it may be. Um, or let's say you're actively looking for a job, you still would keep it casual at the beginning with the conversation. Um, you want to build up rapport when it comes to those contacts that are not close to you. So you just want to start with a conversation. That can mean, uh, well, picking a post that they're shared on LinkedIn and sending it back to them and sharing your thoughts. 
that can mean just having a casual conversation on how have you been, how have things been going since the last time we spoke. And it can mean inviting someone for an online chat, coffee, uh, and just uh Building up that before you even mention that you're looking for a new role, that you're open to work and so on, just building it up. And this is very important because cold messaging, even to your previously close contacts, rarely has any results. You never want to just send an email uh, or, or, or a message on LinkedIn just straight away saying, hey, now I'm looking for a new role. And I was just wondering if you have an opening in your company. When it comes to people that you're not close with, that is not something you should do. You should always start by having a casual conversation. And then when, when that builds up and it does take some time, it's not, uh, you know, a, a five minute chat. Then after you've built it up and after you've seen that this person is actually talking to you, they're not a you know, avoiding your your messages and you have that um, rapport going on, then you can share perhaps the fact that you're interested in learning more about their company and whether they have any openings. So doesn't have to be for you at this moment. Uh, do they have, uh, are they hiring? And if they're hiring, what are they hiring for? And now this is where where it becomes interesting because you can learn a lot about a company from um, from your connections. Uh, you can learn what kind of culture do they have there and whether that is suitable for you or not. You can learn if they are fully remote, something that everyone is asking about these days, whether they hybrid or on-site. Um, what are some of the hours that they will expect from you each week in order to um, give you that executive uh, role? You can really find out a lot. And this is maybe even more important uh, than, than they re referring you because you can know if that company and that role is a good match for you as well. And it's always a coincidence of, of match. You don't want to be a great match for a company that's not a great match for you because then a year or even uh, after six months, you might be looking for, for new work. And that's not what you want and that's not what I want for you. So having all of that insight is very important. And the only way to get it is through conversation with people that already work there or that have worked there in the past. So uh, now with that, we will just continue to the third layer and third step, and that are unknown people. Unknown in any way possible. You don't have them as a connection on LinkedIn. You've never met this person, and now you want to somehow um, get their contact and start a conversation. So, of course, uh, you would always uh, try to find a, a common topic before you reach out to anyone new on LinkedIn. Uh, and, and that is something that I will talk about 
very shortly. But the first step here would be to decide who you want to connect with from, from the entire uh, LinkedIn network. You would have a list of your target companies, let's say five target companies. You will see if you have connections in any of those. Let's say you have one connection in one. Okay, great. That one is checked. Do I have a connection in this other company that I'm targeting? No, I don't. Okay, so let me see if my network, if some of the people that I am connected with has a contact in that company. Not. All right, so now I need to find someone on LinkedIn that works there and that I could have a conversation with. And something that you never want to do in this case is go to HR. So anyone that works uh, in HR at that company, but rather someone that you would end up working with or someone in a similar position. It can be a more junior person if someone um, isn't responding to you, uh, let's say a senior manager, it can be someone more junior that you reach out to first. And then you can ask them to introduce you to their boss or their colleague, and that's how you can expand it. Of course, uh, as, as I already mentioned, as with people that you haven't maintained a uh, relationship with in a while, it all does take time. So you would build it up before you start um, asking uh, them to introduce you to someone else in that company. But having that targeted list first before you start reaching out to people on LinkedIn is very important because you don't want to waste your time and, and resources and, and start sending messages here and there just to um, get anyone to talk to. You want to have a list of five target companies, that would be the, the maximum um, that you want, especially if you have 15 plus years of experience. You don't want your search to be everywhere. You want it to be very targeted and very streamlined. And um, that would be the, the, the strategy for you to have a streamlined process with your networking as well. Having five target companies and then seeing who you can find to talk to in some of those. And that would be it when it comes to the three-layer model, close circle, uh, professional relationships that you perhaps haven't talked to in a while, and LinkedIn relationships that you haven't utilized so far, and then unknown people from LinkedIn, online events, and anywhere else that you can reach out to them. So that is when it comes to you staying in your field, uh, being um, trying to level up or trying to find a, a similar role to what you have right now. But when it comes to entering a new field, it does tend to be a bit more challenging. And it does take um, a while for you to to get there. But let's say you are a marketing executive within luxury and you have 15 plus years of experience and excellent results. But now you hear a lot of people talking about fintech and everybody wants to go into fintech. And you're interested and you're up for a new challenge and you want to try it out. You want to try to get into fintech as a marketing uh, professional. So 
now there is so many uh, unknowns for you. You have a great network when it comes to luxury, but now you perhaps know one person in fintech. And it can be very difficult to even start having those conversations that I have been talking about for 30 minutes. <laughs> so now what you want to do first is do your own research. Find groups on LinkedIn that are for fintech professionals. And I, I, I was taking some notes for the webinar and I just uh, said there are thousands of groups on LinkedIn. I'm sure there is one called fintech professionals. And then I just searched for that on LinkedIn and I did found it. So there is a group for fintech professionals and there is for any, any other field you might think of. And when you're a part of a group, then you can message people freely and you have an instant common topic that you can talk about. So it's not cold messaging. You don't need to use LinkedIn premium or recruiter. You can just talk to people and you can become visible in that group. And of course, gaining the insight from them is even more valuable. Now, I did say that it does take some time, a couple of times now. So I do want to um, remind you that it is a process. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon, but you only need one yes. So even getting a couple of no's doesn't mean that you should stop with networking because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't give results for me. It does give results, but it takes a while and it takes a while for even for you to get into networking if you haven't networked actively. But then when you start doing it, it still needs some time in order for someone to have an opening that would be an exact match for you and so on. So hang in there and 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 do have your strategy in place. When, once you have that, then you can just take it step by step and follow this model. Something that I just wanted to um, share quickly, uh, just because people are better with, with this than networking um, with people outside of their organization, is how to network within your organization in order to level up and in order to get a promotion. So it, it doesn't include um, a, a big of a strategy as it does for networking with people outside, but you do want to have a couple of different um, avenues of sharing your achievements and your results. So the first part of all of this would be to not assume that everyone knows everything that you accomplished within your company. Even if you know you had a meeting uh, a couple of months ago where you shared that, people might not remember it or they not even fully understand how important it is, something that you've accomplished. So you don't want to assume that they already know everything and you just need to, you know, send in that question. Where can I get, when can I get this VP role? I'm ready for it. You want to talk about it and you want to talk about it with your colleagues over coffee. You want to talk about it with your, um, your higher level management. And you want to be um, a, a part of your 
company. And when I say that, that means that you wouldn't avoid attending company events. You wouldn't avoid becoming an advocate for your company online. You would be eager to do it. And then you can uh, increase your visibility within an organization by increasing visibility for your company. So it, 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 it would be a win-win situation for you and for your company. Being very visible within and having those conversations within and then becoming um, an advocate for your company online, sharing accomplishments from your company and so on, that's where you um, hit that sweet spot for, for a promotion. All right, so I don't want to um, take too much of time. I do want us to have time for your questions. So something that I want to finish off with um, today is, well, 2022, relevant trends, everything is changing. Everything has changed since 2019. The whole world is different than it was. Um, we, we faced uh, a lot of adversities together and a lot of advantages, and now everything seems a bit different. And networking also has changed in that way that you're not having a cup of coffee in, in the physical world as much as you have Zoom meetings, Google Meet, conversations, um, and so on. So again, LinkedIn is the way to go. Be very present on LinkedIn. Be very active on LinkedIn. Attend online events and reach out to people after those events. Join groups and reach out to people in the groups again and then keep in touch. Once you establish that rapport and that relationships, you don't want to lose it. You want to maintain it and you want to have it five years uh, down the line once you might need to, to reach out to that person again. Now, something that might be new that uh, I want to share with you is that you can also use videos and voice notes to reach out to people instead of sending written messages. And now, of course, this is once you already established some sort of a relationship, you wouldn't uh, send a voice mes message to someone that you don't know. But it can be a bit more personal. People are always rushing, going everywhere, uh, and they don't have a lot of time to even check their messages. But once you have something uh, like a voice note, then you can just play it once you're doing something and and you can um, connect with whatever that person is sharing rather than you reading an email that has you know a couple of paragraphs and now you need to focus and you need to see what this person wants it's much easier to 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 get that through a voice note so something to think of if you haven't so far and a couple of last um elements here when it comes to 2022 and, and online networking is that you want to set goals. So set networking goals, whether that means reaching out to 10 new people or 10 connections that you need to reconnect with. So setting results, following up and finding a mentor. So those three combined is um, your 
winning combo because you are persistent, you have someone to guide you, and you um, and you have something to measure it with. You can see if you actually have been networking in the last couple of months or have you been slacking off and not reaching out to anyone. So those are the last few tips. And just uh, to, to finish it off, Networking doesn't have to be as challenging and as intimidating that it can seem, especially when you're not comfortable with it, if you're an introvert. It, it should be something that you look forward to because it allows you to connect with people, exchange knowledge, um, provide value, and, and meet people that will help you enha enhance your career or maybe even another area of your life you, you can never know. And once you, once you start doing it, once you have your network, there are no disadvantages to having a great network and a strong network. So there, there is nothing to lose here, essentially. You just need to try it. And once you uh, have results, then you want to maintain it, and then you're good to go. Once you have your network in place, and once you do everything that we, we talked about today, there aren't as many factors that can impact your job search, because this is the most important one. And I always say that when I work with clients, your resume is a part of the deal, your LinkedIn is a part of the deal, but your networking is your winning factor if if you if you have a network in place if you haven't been avoiding it because even when you have a two year gap in your resume or you took care of your elderly parents and you have shown great results in the past but then you took a role due to a health a health condition and now you're not an executive anymore your resume and your LinkedIn can only do so much in those situations, but your contacts and your network can really do a lot because they can give you that first step in the door, they can get you back in, and then you can um, grow from there.